You're now listening to the Deep Edge Podcast with your host, technology expert Ray Moda, giving you the rundown on telecom, cloud, and all things business and tech. This is the Deep Edge Podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast. One of the interesting things that we see is that during the pandemic and even now, we see traffic continues to grow significantly. We see about 35% CAGR, and most of that traffic is due to video. Now, the interesting thing is while that traffic is growing, revenue remains unchanged, somewhat flat, and in some cases down. So the traditional way of using uh, these separate network with these multi-layer architectures is becoming somewhat unproductive and somewhat redundant, complex, and expensive to operate. So there needs to be a change. And what we see from an economic point of view is that typically it costs about $5 in OPEX for every $1 in CAPEX. This is only going to get uh, worse as traffic continues to grow. So what we're seeing is that service providers need to continue to be innovative, not just focus on on savings, but also being able to have a platform to develop new services that can be much quicker. And on top of that, what we're seeing is that outages and security breaches are hard to pinpoint in this type of environment and can cost millions in lost revenue per day. So the cost of, of building and running a traditional network are reaching the limits of scale. So it's a good opportunity to learn our lessons from what happened last year where we needed more automation, more simplicity, and reconsider your current architecture. Because what we see is that in this current architecture, the, the complexity is deeply rooted to just the history. Existing networks rely on IP and optical layers that operate in these silos environments. And, and in worst cases, problems are resolved with manual trouble tickets between organization with just an inefficient way to do it with all the technology that we see coming into play nowadays. And with today's higher speed and large scale, this disjointed model challenges the economic viability into the future and it impacts your profit margin. So so complexity can slow you down in introducing new services and driving operational efficiencies. And and despite attempts of multi-layer optimization using network management tool, operators still struggle with an unsubstantial environment and upset sustainable environment to be able to scale and adapt quickly. Now, fortunately, the cost of IP and optical technology have drastically evolved. Advancements in silicon have dramatically lower IP routing costs per bit compared to optical. Advancements in optics allows higher speed coherent interfaces to plug directly into the routers, eliminating the need for transponders. So this is excellent, right? Because it helps reduce the economics. So with on top of that, with modernization of, of automation, convergence of IP optical infrastructure, which is term routed optical networking is now possible and, and wise. These innovations help reduce the redundancy of equipment and layers in the network. And now the convergence transport is slim and simplify to create a more agile and efficient operation that's driving a TCO savings of up to 46% 
in the current operating methods, which is uh, impressive. And I'm excited because in this podcast today, we're going to go into a deep dive into Cisco's routed optical networking solution and discover how it can be a game changer for communication service providers to greatly simplify the network architecture and march towards an operational efficiency and excellent. And I'm really excited today because joining us today is Bill Gartner, Senior Vice President, General Manager of Optics and Optical System and Mascale Infrastructure Group. Bill, thanks for joining the Deep Edge Podcast. Hey, Ray. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, no, this is great. I know your schedule is pretty busy. Now, where are you located? You're not on a plane. Hopefully, you're at home, right? I'm I'm in uh, Santa Clara. Excellent. Firmly, firmly on the ground. <laughs> that's good, right? As long as we keep our status somehow, right? That's the yes, thing I worry right. about most with yeah. all the traveling there. Now, maybe, Bill, before we get started, right, if you can go further uh, or just explaining where I set the stage about, you know, what's occurring in the market that, that helps the, the whole idea of convergence of IP and optical possible nowadays? Yeah, and this idea has been around for quite some time, but I think there's four major technology shifts that are really aligning now that have allowed us to drive a model for building massively scalable networks that can really efficiently scale and deliver on the uh, the service needs that we anticipate with things like 5G and beyond. Uh, the first of those is in silicon and new chipsets supporting massive routing and switching capacity. And for the first time ever, really exceeding anticipated network traffic demands are now available. Cisco's developed those. We can talk more about that. The second uh, technology that's that's evolved very significantly is in optics. And thanks to major innovations that have occurred uh, in silicon photonics, high-speed optics are now manufactured at wafer scale. And that helps to drive improvements in cost, density, and power, all things that are important for our customers. And we're seeing the emergence of DWDM coherent pluggables that have the potential of replacing traditional chassis-based transponders in many applications. Now we take the silicon and optics and that helps us in the third area, which is in systems. Um, And we've now got very high density and high capacity systems delivering 400 gig ports um, that leverage this massive scale uh, silicon as well as the pluggable coherent optics and deliver solutions in fixed, compact or, uh, or the traditional modular form factors. And then finally, a modern software stack um, key technologies such as segment routing and EVPN and a modernized network operations really focus on some key customer needs around simplification and automation of operations, which reduce or maybe even eliminate the human as a source of error. Yeah, no, this is great. I mean, uh, when you look about eliminating uh, problems like that, it just magnifies to what happened in the previous year where people wish they had more automation and simplification in their network. Now, one thing is that over the last few years, uh, you and your group have been extremely busy with acquisitions, right? Especially when it relates to the topic of, of silicon and optics there. Could you talk a little bit about what these companies contribute to Cisco's innovation engine? Yeah, sure. And in fact, let me let me say I'm I think I'm quite fortunate in, in in being able to work for Cisco, who has a a balance sheet that can support acquisitions and continue to help us innovate. And I think 
the the sum of the acquisitions that I'll talk about is around six billion dollars. So, very very significant commitment and investment in these areas. Um, optics are really increasingly dominating network spend as we as we have seen the evolution from ten gig to hundred gig to four hundred gig. Optics represents more than half the network spend right now. So it's a key area of investment for us. Um, both optics and silicon, and, and part of the argument is we want to control our destiny. Um, but really, the optics uh, acquisition story started with Core Optics for Coherent and Lightwire for Silicon Photonics. Both of those were first-generation technologies, but important in helping us to build some capability and uh, an understanding of what these technologies were capable of doing. We acquired Liba for next-generation silicon for routing and switching, and we announced sometime around uh, late 2019 our first-generation of Cisco Silicon One chipsets. And at that time, we announced the Q100 routing silicon that supported about 10 terabits. Uh, roughly a year later, we added six new members to that portfolio and uh, with a Q200 family that scaled down to 3.2 terabits and up to about 12.8 terabits. Really, I think, um, demonstrating how this architecture helps to achieve really unprecedented pace of innovation with that many ASICs being de delivered in a very short time period. And we recently announced the newest member of the product family at uh, 25.6 terabits. Now the 25.6 terabit is, is an optimized solution for web scale, but with P4 programmability, it's got advanced telemetry and ultra low power, but it still has the full architectural convergence uh, supporting switching and routing and really allows us to converge routing and web scale switching but while still being best of breed. That's, that's really the huge advantage of Silicon One. And then last year, we acquired Luxtera, which brings highly automated manufacturing capabilities for silicon photonics, really delivering on the promise of silicon photonics, which was to leverage the semiconductor industry to, uh, to help drive down costs and improve scale, performance, and power for optics solutions. Um, Luxterra has also developed a number of onboard solutions, onboard optic solutions that really have given us a lot of insights about co-package uh, optics and where we're going to have to deliver some uh, significant innovation in the next few years. And then we recently completed the acquisition of Acacia, when I'm thrilled that we're, we're able to get over the line and uh, really thrilled to be able to welcome those employees from Acacia to Cisco. And Acacia brings leading edge coherent, as well as silicon photonics technologies that are used in metro, long haul, and even subsea applications. You know, I'm glad I asked the question because that, that, that you have been busy. <laughs> but this is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. Now, for our audience, um, you know, could you describe a little bit about what routed optical networking solutions look like from, from your point of view? Because I described a little bit setting the stage in the beginning, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, sure. So Cisco, the Silicon One really creates massive scalability in routers. Um, for example, the Cisco 8000 router. And for the first time in history, the router scale actually now exceeds the anticipated network demands in many cases. And, and effectively, that creates excess capacity in the router that can be leveraged. And when we consider that massive scalability along with advancements in coherent pluggable optics, it really begs the question of whether there are more efficient architectures that are enabled with, uh, with these technologies. And the, and the answer is emphatically yes. 
And that architecture is what we refer to as the routed optical networking architecture. Um, and it really leverages this excess capacity in silicon plus pluggable optics to flatten networks, eliminate uh, what, what are three layers in a network today and reduce that to one layer. But we also support a phased approach that allow customers to migrate to this architecture over time. So service providers can start to roll out uh, digital coherent optics, the pluggable DWDM optics, which plug directly into routers that are already in their network and replace the need for chassis-based transponders in many applications. And then optical services like private line services and wavelength services can be delivered with PLE or private line emulation that is delivered by a router. And the IP network uses segment routing to recreate the circuit style behaviors that customers are accustomed to in a TDM world using an SDN controller to program the optimal network path and reserve bandwidth. And then over time, as more services are migrated to the IP layer from a, a classic OTN layer or a TDM layer, that equipment can be retired. And so network operators would then save on equipment capex, they'd save on opex from reduced power, reduced space and simplified uh, device management. And then finally, the IP and optical network can really be fully converged. At that point, these massively scalable routers with embedded optics or uh, pluggable optics can connect hop by hop over point-to-point -point DWDM links rather than leveraging rotums to optically bypass these routers, which is what is traditionally done today. This significantly simplifies the DWDM layer because it's really a, a collection of point-to-point -point interfaces now that are pretty si simple to optically engineer and will deliver new Crosswork uh, network controller enhancements that would that would help with the automation of this network, which is a, a very necessary ingredient to pull all this together. This really spans the full portfolio of the routing solutions from Cisco, including NCS 500, the 5500 series, the 8000 series, and ASR 9K, uh, all leveraging the coherent pluggables that we uh, we've we've been uh, we've been able to acquire through Acacia. Yeah, you, know, you know, one thing that you mentioned, which I think it's important, and it's the crossworks about addressing the layers, because anytime you could eliminate elements or layers and, and, and have uh, an area where you're not losing visibility or control, I think it's important in, in that area. So Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, Bill, as you know, ACG does a tremendous amount of business cases for a lot of service providers, large enterprises, as well as vendors. And We've actually did a, a TCO very detailed, Peter Federoff on our team. And one of the things that he found is regarding the, the routed optical network technology, uh, looking at the analysis that it was interesting to see about 35% CapEx savings and up to 57% OPEX savings. So that just kind of proves, and we have that available. We could even put it at the link for anyone to download. But the fact that I have you on the call, I want to take advantage of you there, right? So could you could you elaborate on, on what's driving the CapEx savings from this solution? Sure. The CapEx savings arise primarily from the elimination of transponders and simplifying the optical switching layer. As you replace a transponder with a pluggable DWDM optic that goes directly in the router, you eliminate at least two short reach interfaces and 
we expect over time, because those DWDM interfaces are open and standard, that the supply chain, the global supply chain, will get very efficient in terms of how they're built and help to drive down costs. Yeah, now, since it's the Deep Edge podcast, could you talk about the same thing related to the OPEX savings, since it was about 57%? Sure, yeah, I think, I think, you know, historically, we focus a lot on CapEx savings. And, and when you go talk to a customer about a new architecture, um, you have to be able to deliver CapEx savings. But, but what most of our customers are clamoring for is really how do they drive down OPEX because it represents such a big portion of their spend. And in this architecture, the OPEX savings really arise from eliminating multiple control planes that they are dealing with today with an OTM layer, a DWDM layer, and an IP layer. They can also simplify protection or restoration schemes where they might be doing that at two, two or three layers today. They can do that at one layer and really simplify the overbuild that's occurring at multiple layers. But in the end, they have fewer devices in the network and that drives power and space savings. And then we can look at a little bit more of the softer savings like simplification of management of a hop-to-hop span, span becomes you know, much easier to engineer from an optical engineering perspective in terms of both planning and operations. Yeah, no, this is excellent. And, and one of the things I want to get an idea is because you mentioned, you know, the discussions have been done before. This is more than slide work, correct? I mean, how's the market reacting to, to these new solutions? Yeah, this is definitely more than slideware. Um, a four and a half billion dollar acquisition <laughs> okay, should, yeah. uh, should point to that. Um, we've received very positive feedback from customers that we've shared this vision with, and it's more than a vision. There is there is there's product that they can actually evaluate at this point, and the economics are very compelling for this architecture. By and large, I'd say customers are very open to new architectures that can deliver massive simplification and efficiency, um, but also help them to compress time to market on new services. Um, They obviously want to focus on reducing CapEx and OpEx, and this architecture does both, as you've alluded to. Um, So the, the overwhelming response has been very, very positive to that. We've had some early adopters that have communicated publicly on their plans to collapse the IP and optical network. Um, WebSpricks in Ethiopia, you can find a uh, press release on Cisco's newsroom describing what they're doing. Telia Carrier has already done a lab test demonstrating end-to-end traffic. And it's over a third-party uh, line system, which I think is important to demonstrate that it's possible to evolve this architecture from an existing network. And, uh, and Windstream is doing a field trial right now where they're demonstrating long-distance transmission of the solution. It's not just a metro offering, but it can be used in long-distance applications as well. So we're very excited about some of those, those early proof points, but we've done modeling with over 50 customer networks, and the economics are overwhelmingly compelling. Yeah, no, that's excellent to see that you're already getting some public uh, people that you can talk about. Maybe we'll close with uh, Bill by saying, where where could I and our audience find out more about Cisco's routed optical networking solution? Well, I think if you come to the Cisco website, you can certainly find much more information there, these press releases, as well as some additional information on the architecture itself. Excellent. Well, Bill, uh, this is from our audience. I'll give you a preview. Excellent job. <laughs> Thanks very much, Ray. It was my yeah, pleasure. Now, Bill, hopefully you could join us again and we can get an update on the progress. Be, I would be delighted to do that. All right. Thank you. 
Thanks, Ray. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Deep Edge Podcast. Make sure to follow Ray Moda on Twitter and LinkedIn at rmoda. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. Want even more? Head over to acgcc.com to access exclusive bonus content. Till next time.